Baseball Money is Fake on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Circa Sports. Circa Sports is back with their Circa Survivor and Circa Millions contests. $14 million up for grabs. Get all the details at circasports.com. Welcome to Baseball Money is Fake. Fantasy Baseball Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am Blake Meyer. As always, I am joined by my man, Ryan Gilbert. How are you doing today, Ryan? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, unlike my Phillies, since I declared them a team of destiny, they have now lost back-to-back games, losing their first series in quite a while. But uh, yeah, I'm just still doing good here, going into, into the weekend here, Thursday night into Friday. So yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I mean, I want to say that I'm doing pretty good, but it's a somber day here in the Meyer household. Don't 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 kick anything. Our Lord and Savior Jared Kelnick did like I I don't even know how to feel. If you didn't hear the news, you might be living under a rock. Uh, Jared Kelnick struck out against Yohan Duran on Tuesday night at the end of the game, and then kicked a water cooler. And broke his foot, and he is now going to be out for, they haven't said, but my guess is six to eight weeks. And I'm so torn because he made a lot of strides this year. He made himself fantasy relevant. It's been a minute since he like went on a little heater with home runs, but like he's been like a solid producer this year, which is very opposite of what Jared Kelnick's been in the past. I think he's hitting like 255 or 250 or something this year with 11 home runs and double digit steals. Uh, and this is, this is like an old Kelnick move, like being a hothead, but I'm, I'm so torn on it. I don't even have the, the right words for it because he was, he was doing it out of frustration because it's been a frustrating season for the Mariners and like the whole frustration of everything kind of culminated into that moment. And it was nice seeing a Mariners player actually care that they didn't do good because much like the Yankees are under the gun right now because they just got Molly the other day and everybody's smiling and they're talking about like, how can you be playing such bad baseball and everybody be happy? So it's nice having the Mariners playing arguably equally bad baseball and Jared Kelnick has shown that he cares. Now he showed it in like the worst way possible. If you want to strike out and you want to get mad because you're struggling, throw a helmet, break a bat, hit something with your bat, go in the room, do something. Don't use your own body to hit another immovable object in the dugout. It makes no sense. And so like on one end, I'm frustrated and the other end, I get it. But it just brings into question now, is he even going to be back this year? I mean, we can start the storyline now. He's just saving himself for, for September <laughs> Kelnick to come out of the woodworks and take off again. But who knows? Uh, it's just such a frustrating day for me, especially after a really good win that they had today. Yeah, it's a fractured left foot. I, I, I don't think he'll be back this year. I, I think you know he might try to rush back to help the team, especially if they are in the playoff push. And yeah, he was on a, what, eight, seven, eight game hit streak here. And unfortunately, you know, striking out against Duran, absolutely no shame in that. I think he topped his highest, fastest pitch from this season. But yeah, mm-hmm. Kalnick, 
Kelnick was has not been doing that well over the past like two months now. He had a fantastic first few weeks. He had seven home runs in his first 21 games. And since then, he's been hitting 225 with four home runs and 98 strikeouts in 69 games. So like he's mm. he he got out very hot. We were we bought into the hype. We were like, okay, this is the Kelnick now. And he just completely cooled off. He, he's batting. I mean, he's still batting 250. That's respectable. But when you look at he was batting 342 through 21 games. And since then, he's been batting 225. It's been like a, a tale of two Kalnicks for this. So, yeah, he might just end up being not someone that does, ends up not panning out or ends up panning out a little bit later in his career, if, if anything. Yeah, I think the realistic ce- like ceiling for him is like he's just going to be like a pretty good outfielder. Like, it feels like a good Kellenic season is going to be hitting 240 with 20 home runs. He might be a 2020 guy. He's got double digit stolen bases this year. So he might just be like a 240 hitter that in this day and age with everybody stealing bases, he's going to go 2020. I mean, that's going to become a really cheap thing. There's going to be a lot of guys to go 2020, but it's okay. It's just of all the times for him to do it, like, this is when the Mariners really needed to ramp up and losing Kelnick is crazy. Is it what it sounded a year ago to say in the middle of July, losing Kelnick right now hurts the offense for the Mariners is struggling. And Jared Kelnick, even though he has been in a little bit of a downward spiral since that hot start, he has been one of the only like producers on offense, especially as of late. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but the last two weeks he's been doing he's been doing very well and he's come up with a ton of clutch hits, a lot of clutch RBIs, which is very unkelmic like from the previous season. So he was really starting to turn a corner in the grand scheme of things. I personally don't think he's going to be back this year either. Unfortunately, a broken foot is really hard to play baseball with. And so it, and those take a while to heal. Like that's not a quick injury. And it was just so crazy because it was an out of nowhere injury too. Like the game ended yesterday, nobody said mm-hmm. nothing, and he just showed up to pregame warmups with a fucking walking boot on. And so it's like I saw it on Twitter, and I was like, "Uh, he's got a what on his foot?" And then he, I mean, and I will say, not to just talk about Kelnick forever, but I will say he is. If you're unfamiliar with Jared Kelnick, he has always been kind of that um, that hothead, very full of himself kind of guy throughout he's the been the best player on, on his team every every just growing up he's been the best player yeah. on his little league team travel team everything he's, he's used he's not used to failure and that's what you know he struggled with at the major league level and apparently he was calmer this year like you said that the tweet mm-hmm. said it but you know all it takes is one kick is what the tweet said which yeah, yeah. <laughs> one kick yeah. one kick ruins everything you're all the Kalanick will always have uh september of 21 and april of 23 though <laughs> Yeah, and it's, it, it was nice to see him. He did like his little press conference with the media in the dugout to tell everybody kind of what happened. And like he was in tears. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, that like it actually old Kelnick wouldn't have done that. He would have just been pissed and like shoved the media off. But to see him like actually care and like enough to like be emotional about like, I know I fucked up. I shouldn't have done that. The team needed me. Like It, it was nice to see. So RIP my Jared Kelnick dreams for the rest of the year but shit so, happens so any, yeah anyone out there with kalnick i got uh some, some outfitters here i want you to pick one james outman eddie rosario conforto jose siri brent rooker mccutcheon uh renfro ozuna fam 
any of those pique your interest whatsoever? Or, or if uh, I mean, if someone had Kalnick, they probably are in a deep league where those yeah. players might be rosterable. Otherwise, you know, maybe look for a trade, trade, trade one of your star players down for two or three good pieces to to replace them. Yeah, I, of, of that list, just off the top of my head, I'd probably say Ozuna. As much as I don't like him as a person, uh, he's playing good baseball this year, at least in terms of fantasy. So I think Ozuna would yeah. probably be my favorite off that list. Fam would be out there too. Fam's having a really good year, although I think Fam gets traded. And so I'm not really sure what happens. And, and he, he's hurt now. He, he could go on the IL too. Oh shit! Never mind then. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 tough out there in outfield. That's why we 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 stressed early on. Make sure you get those those outfielders in early. Yeah. Um. And then, uh, and then we are brought to you by Circa Sports. Uh, Circa Millions and Circa Survivor are back. There's 14 million dollars in guaranteed prizes up for grabs. The Circa Millions contest is five NFL picks against a spread each week. Circa Survivor is a Survivor contest. You pick a different winner each week. Uh, you do have to enter in Las Vegas, but you can play from anywhere. And the Sports Gambling Podcast will be out there the last weekend in August. Go to CircusSports.com for all the details. And that's CircusSports.com. All right. So from transitioning from one superstar of a player that is going to the injured list to another superstar coming back, uh, it sounds like Jordan Alvarez. He's down on a rehab assignment right now. Um, it sounds like he will be back likely on Monday with the Houston Astros. So for those of you that have been waiting for this day to happen, I know I'm not, I'm not one of those people. <laughs> He's going to be back. And so uh, it'll be fun to see because the Astros have been a, an interesting team with him out. And so fitting him back in that lineup, I want to see what it does for guys like uh, Yanni or Diaz who really got a big mm-hmm. DH role while Alvarez was out. Uh, he's had some good fantasy value since then because he's played really well. So do they find a way to keep him in the lineup? Does he play a little more catcher and give Maldonado a little bit of a break while Alvarez is there? Or, I mean, in today's rehab game, Alvarez played an outfield. So are they going to get uh, Alvarez, the defensive liability, a little more run in the outfield to try and fit Yanir Diaz in the lineup more? It's going to be interesting, but... From the looks of things, Alvarez is back in his old Alvarez ways. The very first pitch he saw in his rehab assignment, he hit it uh, 108 miles an hour right up the middle. So <laughs> typical Jordan. Uh, how are you assessing Jordan going forward? Like, where, where do you rank him, I guess? I'm going to be honest. Does he have outfield eligibility? I think he has outfield and D. He does, yeah. He has outfield, outfield eligibility, yeah. Where would you put him in your outfield ranks rest of season? Top 20? Hey, hey. Oh, easily top 20. I think he just comes back and he's Jordan again. He was a first-round pick for a reason. I'd probably put him in top five, top 10 outfield off the top okay. of my head. I haven't, I haven't looked, but yeah. I see no reason to, to think that he is going to slow down. I mean, he uh, this year, yeah, he's played outfield 22 games. He's DH 35, so he's been de- a pretty decent split. Last year, he played 56 games in the outfield, 77 DH. They've been you know, moving him around to make sure they get the best bats in the lineup. But, you know, looking at outfield, Acuna, Betts, Robert, uh, Adolos Garcia, I think he may be hurt, though. Day-to-day, that's where he came back uh, negative. Carroll, Tucker, Yelich, Rosarina, Naylor, probably somewhere in that range. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that's the ranks right now. But, but yeah, I think Jordan Alvarez is up there, top five, top ten, easy. 
Yeah, and then sticking the, the one the thing to do if you don't believe in Jordan is is this is the time to trade him when it's like okay, two more mm-hmm. rehab starts coming back Monday. If someone wants to buy it, buy him from you. If if you're skeptical, go ahead and sell him. Yeah, I agree. I, like I, I've been pretty vocal before about how I'm I'm very much on the the camp of trade for guys that are about to come out of an injury too because i mean whoever has them has gone this long without them and so they probably have established their lineup without jordan in it so if you're trading him away like now's the time to try and like get some value for him if you do think he may struggle coming out of the injury or if you are looking to add jordan this is literally your last chance because he is the type of player that he could just come back and be the prototypical Jordan and he's going to hit 20 home runs for the rest of the year and just yeah. play lights out and you're never going to get him. You're never going to pry him away from who has him. So the time now is now to, to make a move for him. If you want him on your roster. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you were going to transition to another Astros outfielder. Were you not? I was. All right. Uh, so kind of an unsuspecting bringer of power. For the last however many weeks, I mean, it's July 20th right now. So in the month of July, uh, it would be Chaz McCormick, who I know our own Noah Beanick, uh, member of the college baseball podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's a big Chaz McCormick guy. I don't know why I just remember that. And I don't know why I remember that either, to be honest. Uh, But in the month of July, Chaz McCormick is hitting 405 with five home runs, two doubles, a triple, 14 RBIs in just 12 games. Uh, I think he just hit, uh, he had a multi home run game the other day. He's playing his ass off. And I, that also like begs the question when Jordan comes back, what happens to Chaz McCormick's playing time? Because again, they have to find, they have to find at bats for these guys. Yenier Diaz is playing too well to just be removed from the lineup completely. Chaz McCormick, how can you you pull a guy that has the fourth best batting average in baseball for the month of July with crazy power all of a sudden out of the lineup? I get you're putting Jordan in, but do you think McCormick can keep this hot streak up with Alvarez coming back? Or do you think Alvarez may eat into some of McCormick's magic? I think I mean, he might eat some playing time, but I think McCormick could definitely keep this up because he's been good all season. It's not like he's been in 285, 12 home runs. Mm-hmm. This isn't like a 240 hitter that just suddenly has a power surge out of nowhere. He's been since the beginning of June. He is hitting uh, 346 with eight home runs in 31 games. That's uh, uh, extrapolates out to 42 home runs in, over an entire season. I don't expect that to continue for McCormick uh, moving forward, but. Yeah, as long as he's hitting, he's going to be in that lineup, and that's going to be a fantastic lineup. If he keeps hitting, if Diaz keeps hitting, if Dubon keeps hitting, Jordan gets back. You have to wonder if they, if they maybe make a trade, if they maybe make a tr- trade one or two of those guys for a pitcher mm-hmm. or something to kind of fit everything in. That makes sense. And uh, McCormick has been a very hot uh, kind of waiver wire guy right now. I know I have to wa- write my waiver wire article for uh, Fantasy Pros. I read that on Saturday, and I'm debating – if I put McCormick on there just because he's owned in 40% of Yahoo leagues, he's only owned in 11% 48, of ESPN yeah, yeah. leagues, and, but only 11% of ESPN leagues. So he he's one of those guys that's teetering on the line of like, does he 
is he article worthy just because he's really only a waiver wire target in ESPN leagues, but also he is playing so well that he should be owned in, in more leagues than that. The power is real. The batting average is real. He's getting on base at a good clip. He's driving in runs and scoring runs. He's, he's literally contributing in every category. And in July, finding guys like that off the waiver wire is hard. Normally this is the time we talked about this. I think it was two episodes ago we talked about this. This is the time of the year when normally you have to settle for a guy that's like, you got to pick up a home run hitter or you have to pick up a batting average guy. I mean, yeah, I, I, I listed guy. those outfielders for a year and they're, they're all like, eh, you don't want any of them. Yeah, uh, but McCormick is like, he's doing everything, which you don't find very often. So I think he should be, he should be owned in all formats right now. As of today, once Monday, hit, I'm saying that because it's Wednesdays. We record this Thursday. If you're listening on the podcast, we when Jordan comes Thursday. back, it's Thursday right now, Blake. Thursday night, we're recording. Oh my god, it's Thursday. I am behind. Oh. Houston, Houston has a uh, four game series in Oakland, so he might hit Ooh. a few more more bombs there. Yeah, and then after but, he does that, trade him away. Or, or I'm looking see, at his, see what at his uh, baseball savant page. It's not good. His expecting batting <laughs> average is um, 231 this year. So he's hitting 50 points above that. His expected slugging is 424. I don't have his slugging in front of me, but I imagine it's a lot higher than that. So he is playing above his head. He, he doesn't really, I think, have the staying power to you know be a good outfielder the rest of the way. But yeah, take advantage of him right now. Maybe, maybe trade him. Maybe see if you can use him as a little sweetener in one of those trades. Oh, see... That's something that we've been big on here too. He's slugging five thirty four. His expected slugging is four twenty four. So one hundred and ten <laughs> points higher. You know he's he's overachieving by just just a smidge. He he, he hits it where it ain't, and then that's what that's what you got to do. Hit him hit it where where they ain't. Uh another guy. I'm just gonna throw some random like July standouts Let's to go. you because. If you can't, if you haven't picked up on it so far, outside of like Jordan, we're we're trying to cover some of the less talked about guys lately. Uh, give them some shine. Give us our give our thoughts. Uh, one is C.J. Abrams. Another interesting one because he's owned in sixty three ish percent of Yahoo leagues, for yeah, but eighteen percent of ESPN leagues. So uh, what do you do with that information? Uh, but in the month of July, C.J. Abrams is hitting. 364 with the home run, scored 13 runs, and stole nine bases. He's not a power guy. He's not a walks guy. Uh, he's a speed and score runs guy that has all of a sudden figured out how to hit the ball pretty damn good. Uh, and he's one of those guys that was a top prospect. So uh, something like this, while the batting average is unexpected, and I don't know if he can keep that up. Obviously, he's not going to hit 364. But... If he can keep up like a 280-ish average, I can't say it's totally unexpected because, like I said, he was a top prospect. Uh, he had a good hit tool coming out of the minors, and the speed was off the charts. So this is kind of who he is. And that Washington team, for as not good as Washington is, they hit the ball good, and they make good contact. They just don't have any power in that lineup. So he does have the ability to continue scoring runs. I think he has more utility in 12-team or deeper leagues, so... 63% on Yahoo seems a little higher of a roster rate than I would have expected. But if, if he is available on your waivers and you need steals, 
the speed is legitimate. Like it's not a fluke. He didn't get nine steals by accident. And he's one of those guys that has enough speed. He didn't get nine steals just because the bags are bigger. He got nine steals because he's fast as fuck. So there's legitimate upside there. The batting average is likely going to come down. But yeah, I, I think he's somebody that 12 team or deeper. If you need some speed and he's available, Abrams is an excellent choice. Yeah, I picked up Abrams and I drafted him a few days later, and I, I am regretting it. He he is top prospect, sixth overall pick in 2019, so he's only played a few years of professional ball, especially with that 2020 COVID season there, kind of hurting his development a little bit. And yeah, he, he hit 296 in 2021 double A. Last year at triple A in 38 games, he hit 310. So yeah, the, he has the average. The speed is there. He was one of the top prospects they wanted back for, for Soto. They got him. They got Mackenzie Gore. They got a few, few other guys. And, yeah, he's putting it together now for the National. He's going to be hitting hitting leadoff. He's not going to, you know, have a great lineup behind him. But if he gets on base, gets a steal here here or there, gets, gets, scores a few runs, he's going to be one of these. You can play second base shortstop, great middle infielder. Just, you know, fill, fill in the gaps a little bit and help help out your average help out your steals, which are which are two categories that I think are overlooked by a lot of people because they, they look at the home runs, especially in, in today's today's game where there's so few people hitting for average. So if you can get that, if you can get someone hitting for average that also contributes somewhere else, like, like stolen bases, it's it's huge. Do you want to do the, the last ad before? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, we are also guy. brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Uh, Best Ball Mania 4 is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. Underdog Pick'em is also a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and NFL season player props. So many ways to win over Underdog, and Underdog is available in so many states. So head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. I, right. I have I have oh, one for you me. here. Hit me. Trent Grisham of the San Diego Padres. He's been hot recently. He's been picked up a lot in Yahoo leagues. I've never been a big fan of him. Uh, what are your thoughts on him? Rostered in nine percent of leagues, so he's available in pretty pretty deep leagues. Uh, over the past fourteen days, he's hitting three twenty three with two home runs and thirty one at bats. Seems pretty decent. Um, I know the Padres haven't been great. Grisham. Typically bats eighth or ninth in that lineup, so so not exactly a, a, a great opportunity there. But what do you think about him for for some deep leagues? I mean, I like him. Um, he's somebody that like I think it was the twenty twenty year uh, he came out guns blazing. He was killing it. Was it twenty twenty? Yeah, it, it was twenty twenty. I believe just off the top of my head. I guess I could look at the stats real quick. It was twenty nineteen. He came out guns blazing, uh, and then he got hurt. 2020 we all know that was a weird year i try to not factor the 2020 year into much yeah. of my evaluation of players it's such a weird year wasn't jose abreu mvp yeah right yeah yeah <laughs> uh, and but then since then uh, he's really been a low average pretty fast not much pop kind of guy he had 242 in 2021 only 184 last year He's still seven bases. Oh, last you, you year. want the stat, Blake? I have the stat. Hit me. Barrel rate 14.4%. The league average is 8.5%. That's the 90th percentile. He's walking a lot. He's striking out a lot, too, but he, he's barreling up the ball. And good things happen when you get barrels. Great things happen when you get barrels. Uh, I will say, I that is one of the main reasons that I like him. Uh, high barrel rate and speed. 
is a pretty fucking good combo. Like his expected batting average sucks. His strikeout rate sucks. All that kind of sucks. That's the reason why he sits at the bottom. But in a deeper league, I mean, he has that power, that sneaky power speed combo that you could look for in a way like a waiver wire guy. Uh, there's some upside there. It'd be, he'd be a great Kellnick replacement. And I honest to God think that the Padres are going to be sellers at the deadline. And I think being sellers could open up more playing time for him because I, I don't think they sell him. I think he stays on the team. Somebody else may go in the outfield and uh, that'll open up a few more at bats for him. And he might bat a little higher up in the lineup. Maybe he gets to six, like batting six or seventh in the lineup, gets a few more at bats. There's sneaky value there. Again, he's very low rostered for a reason, though. He's not going to come out and like blow you away and put up crazy stats. But in like a roto or a category league, there's enough pop there and more than enough speed there for him to contribute in a few categories. Especially, you said you said like three twenty three recently or something like that in the past two weeks, I believe. Yeah, Yeah. that's wild for a dude to hit one eighty nine last year. So, yeah, I I like I like that that move a lot. If you're in like a it might be a stretch for a 12 team, but a 12 team with five outfielders or a 15 mm-hmm. team or deeper there there's utility for him in those leagues. All right. Opposite end of the spectrum, someone that recently got dropped and I'm contemplating using my sixth waiver position on uh Giancarlo Stanton. He, he has three home runs since the all-star break. The first two, of course did come in Colorado. Then he went Oh, for Oh, for 13 and then went one for four with a home run. Uh, since the All-Star break, eight of his 19 batted ball events have gone over 100 miles per hour exit below. He's killing the ball. Um, hopefully, Judge can come back soon. Do you, do you think Stanton is worth picking up if, he, if he's available? In category and roto leagues only. Points leagues, please stay away. But he is, he is literally the epitome of just hitting the fucking ball hard. All he does, like his max exit velocity, 118 miles an hour. That is okay. So his max exit velocity is 118.3 miles an hour. That's a hundredth percentile in baseball this year. That would be the lowest max exit velocity for a season in his career. And it's still the hardest hit ball this season. Like that's absurd. I think last year he hit 30 whatever home runs and had eight doubles. Like all he does is hit home runs. All he does is hit the ball hard. So yeah, uh, in that little that little league stadium that they play in, somebody that just hits the shit out of the ball. There's there's utility there from Giancarlo Stanton because he's still. I mean, he's got 12 home runs right now. It's not crazy to think he hits 18 more for the rest of the year, it, as long as he stays healthy and he winds up with 30 home runs. Which I mean, 30 home runs isn't something that you just back into. There's not a ton of guys that do that and you're damn sure not going to find many guys on the waiver wire that can hit 30 home runs in a season. So in a category or Roto league, I think that there's definitely utility there. As long as he's healthy, if he's healthy, even with judge coming back, judge coming back might help him to be honest. Oh, it would absolutely help. him. It's going to yeah. rejuvenate that whole team. That, 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 te- that fan base needs something. That fan base. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> they need Carlos Rod- Rodon blowing more kisses. <laughs> yeah. That was the wildest thing. Uh, but yeah, I I think I think that's a good pickup if he's on the if he's on waivers. I don't know why somebody would have dropped him. Uh, somebody that I want to hit you with. I want your thought on. Okay, let's see. So he's got the second highest batting average in July. He's hit four doubles, three home runs, scored seven, driven in six, hitting four twenty two. Wilmer Flores. 
for the San Francisco Giants has been on an absolute heater. He's only owned in 14% of Yahoo leagues, 13% of ESPN leagues. And he has first base, second base, third base, and DH eligibility. You know we love a good multi-position eligibility. I mean, I'm when we do these episodes, like I do research and stuff before them. And this is normally how like I kind of formulate my waiver wire articles and things soon. I'm telling you right now, just from us doing this one episode, I think I have the whole thing. Like I didn't realize Wilmer Flores was on this much of a tear right now. He's got to be my number one waiver priority when I write that article on Saturday. It's hard to not recommend a dude hitting 422 with it's not like he's hitting 422 and he had like three games where he went crazy with home runs, but the home runs is all he's done and all that. And he's got home runs, doubles, scoring runs, driving in runs, hitting for average. And he's owned in less than 15% of leagues across multiple formats. Mm-hmm. I, is he somebody that you would target in say like your eight team home league? Or do you think he's got utility only in like the deeper leagues? Probably on only the deeper leagues. I did actually look at him in my in my twelve team redraft uh, this morning. I was thinking about picking him up before he homered again today. Uh, someone else got him before me, but I was I was thinking about dropping uh, Ryan McMahon for him. I thought McMahon probably has more more staying power the rest of the way. But yeah, Flores has just been absolutely killing it for like almost almost a month now, if if not if not more since um since June third when he went three for four. He is hitting 390 with five home runs in 25 games. Only 17 starts in that. He's hitting second, hitting third for the Giants. Giants look like they're going to be buyers. You know, he can get some help in that lineup. I think Flores is definitely someone great to pick up right now. Ride this hot streak. See if he can keep it going for for the rest of the year because he's he's a veteran guy. He's been been around the block a few times. He's had a few good seasons. 19 home runs last year, 18 the year before. Uh, yeah, his career average is 263, so hitting a little bit, little bit above that. But yeah, if, if he can, you know, keep doing this, I would definitely pick him up. I think he should be rostered in at least double, double, double now, at least one third of leagues. I think with how first base, second base, and third base are having having that triple position eligibility just makes it that much more valuable. You want to know something crazy too? In 14 July games, he struck out three times. Two of them came in one game. That's, That's it. Impressive. I mean, That's he's only impressive. walked like twice as well, but he's just getting the bat on the ball, which is good to, I mean, it's good to do like obviously his, not whiff, good, his, his whiff percentage percent percentile is 93rd. So he's That's, pretty good. Yeah. Like to have a, a whiff rate that good and you have a little pop in your bat. Like he's a double digit home run guy. I think he's got 12 on the year or something like that. And so they're like that. I mean, he might have 13 now after today, actually, because my stats are before today's game. So, no, he has yeah, 12. I, 12. Okay. 12. Yeah. yeah. So, there's there's a lot of utility there from mm-hmm. I keep using the word utility. That's like my fucking word of the day. There, he should be he's, owned, he's, like he's a say. utility player. He really is a utility player. And yeah. he's given you everything you want. And he's kind of, he's, He's on a heater right now, like a big heater, like not even just like a kind of a heater. Like this is a big, like extended heater. So if he's available in your league, 
you've probably got somebody on your bench that you're wondering, like, are they, like, do I really need to keep them? Or like, could they be droppable? That guy is not as good as Wilmer Flores. I don't know what that guy's name is on your roster. Whoever's listening. Ryan, Ryan McMahon is his name. He's better roster. than Ryan McMahon. Give me, is Will, he? give me Flores over Ryan McMahon. Yeah. Okay. I, Ryan McMahon has cooled off quite a bit lately. So I'm. Well, he, he's got to get back. Got to get back to Coors Field. Hope he'll probably have a two home run game. He'll be back on track. True. Two home run games make you forget about a lot of <laughs> a lot of what goes on. Oh, uh, after that, I, I want to switch gears here. Something we haven't done in a while is a uh, closer Ooh. update here for yes. the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, they both of their wins against Atlanta. The saves was by Kevin Ginkle. It's not even a guy I had heard of. Uh, I picked him up immediately after seeing that he got the save, struck out the side against the Braves. In the following game, he gave up a run, but still still closed it out. Um, it looks like you know Diamondbacks are, are decent. They their closing situation hasn't been you know consistent throughout the season. Chafin has eight, Scott McGowan has eight, has seven, Miguel Castro has seven. But Ginkle Ginkle has two now. Ginkle seems like he might be the guy. He has strikeout stuff. He's only rostered in nine percent of leagues. He's starting to, you know, people are starting to you know hear about him being the diamondback closer. So if you're in one of these leagues where like every possible save gets picked up and he's still available, I would definitely go out and uh, pick him up. I love that a lot, especially since he's made some, some changes to his pitch usage, not even his pitch mix, just his pitch usage. He's a fastball slider guy through and through. I've talked before about how I think that is the, probably the most effective combo of pitches. There's there's other pitches out there. Like Kevin Gossman's splitter is absolutely fucking disgusting and all of that. But if you can come in and you can just have a dominant fastball and a dominant sweeping slider, you are pretty fucking you can be pretty fucking successful. Last year, he threw his fastball 62% of the time and the slider was 37.7. This year, the fastball is only 46% of the time and the slider's up to 42 and a half. And with that has come a crazy jump in whiff rate for his fastball went up to 21 and a half percent. That's pretty good for a fastball. Anything over 20% for a fastball is a pretty good whiff rate. And he's got a 35% whiff rate on his slider. And it has just a 190 or 181 expected batting average and 255 expected slugging guys that can master those two pitches and throw them that effectively as closers do really well. It's kind of a Paul Seawald type. He's a fastball sweeper. Yeah, we're taking it back to the Mariners again. Just a fastball sweeper guy. Just stick with what you're good at and be really fucking good at them. And all you got to do is get three outs. And if Ginkle can do that, Arizona's going to win a lot of games. So if he can be a steady back-end guy, that's all you need. Yeah. Just, just go out there, be steady, Eddie. Get that three outs. He's going to strike out some people along the way. I think he has 34 strikeouts in 37 innings. So he's not blowing people away, but he has strikeout stuff enough to to matter, and yeah, Arizona's going to win a lot of games. So there's going to be a lot of save chances if he's able to hold on to that moving forward. Yeah, one more quick one is uh, Yimi Garcia for the Blue Jays. Uh, Jordan Romano, of course, tweaked his back in the All Star game. He said it was available to pitch Tuesday. He hasn't pitched yet, so you know that's something to keep an eye on if if you're in one of those you know really deep leagues where, where saves are everything and he's he's still available. I, I think he's worth worth a look or, or worth at least keeping an eye on in case in case uh, Romano goes down again. Yeah, because. The Blue Jays, again, it's kind of the same thing with Arizona. They're going to win a lot of games. So anybody that is taking over a closer role, even for a limited amount of time right now, for these teams that are going to win a lot of games, 
should be on everybody's fantasy radar. Thank you for that because I am terrible at keeping up with closers. So yeah. I'm going to go put Yumi Garcia on my watch list right now because I could use some saves in a few leagues. So yeah, even if like uh, saves can be hard to come by in fantasy, especially this late in the season. So if you can get a guy, even if he's going to be in save situations for two weeks or one week, it's it's worth it in these roto and category leagues. You should be jumping on a player like that and trying to capitalize on any saves you can get. Streaming saves is a weird way to go about things, but you know what? You do what you got to do to get the W. But I think that's all I got for you guys right now. I have a Fantasy Pros article that I have to get written tonight, (laughs) and I have about five hours to do it. Uh, So look for that coming tomorrow. It'll be my weekly planner where i dive into the upcoming week's schedule early for you guys and i break down the teams and players that i like the most for next week and the teams and players that i like the least for next week check that out at fantasypros.com you can also check out me and ryan's writing at sportsgamblingpodcast.com as well as on our Substack, fakebaseball.substack.com make sure you go subscribe over there it goes a long way to supporting us and letting us continue to do what we love to do Follow us on Twitter at fake baseball. We did put out a tweet earlier. We are looking into starting a second half listener league. So if you are listening to this, we want to do a 12 team. Me and Ryan are included in that five by five head to head categories league that runs from now through the rest of the year. I will come up with prizes for first, second and third, probably more cards out of the Blake Meyer card collection. Because I bought them to look at them, so why not just give them to you guys too? So can't wait to win one of those. Yeah, if you are interested, just let us know on Substack or on Twitter or in a in a Apple Podcast review. If you want to leave a five star <laughs> review, let us know you're in. That works for me as well. And you can find me on Twitter at Balake B U H H L O C K A Y E. And you can follow me on Twitter at Herb Gilbert S L P. We'll catch you guys next time. See ya.